0: starks on espn pittsburgh and steelers nation radio presented by your neighborhood ford store the f-150 is the official truck of the pittsburgh steelers
1: season changing season saving one one we got a time One we got a time just another win just another win it's tom brady yep when you lost four in a row (laughs) you're (laughs) ten point
2: underdogs at home
3: hey
1: man one we got a time as long as we believe in each other in this building
2: we'll be fine Yeah, I got to believe in each other in this building, indeed. And, Wes, who was that? I'm trying to remember. Oh, yes, that's Arthur Molat. I couldn't get the name or the, the tone of the voice. I'm going... Wait a minute, who was that? Okay, just showing this is what short-term uh, a concussion syndrome sounds like early in the morning, okay? So, welcome everybody, and welcome you, Max. First thing out of the box, I got to ask you something totally off the wall, okay? We're going to go okay. sideways, because did you notice all the pigeons, or as I call them, the flying rats that were on the
1: field at AccraSure? How could you miss them, Wolf? I mean, they they almost did like a like like a uh, like a performance, like an in between play performance, you know? Because <laughs> like the dogs, you could at yeah, like the dogs, yeah, it's like the fetching dogs. They 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 were uh, they were seed seeking uh, pigeons, <laughs> seeds.
2: You know that that's true. They were seed seeking. They were eating all the grass pellets that were on the field, and and they do it at a separate end from where the players were. It's interesting because. They're, I guess they were rock pigeons, is what I what I what I read about them. Okay, and they were eating all the grass seed, but each one weighs between nine to thirteen ounces. I don't know. I never really thought of a, a pigeon, you know, weighing that light nine to thirteen ounces. I don't know. That's not much. Well,
1: well, but you have to think it, it, feathers are light. Also, right. their bone structure very hollow, like oh, the, yeah. like you know the end of a feather. Yeah. So. You figure there's not that much meat. I mean, you'd probably have to eat all of those pigeons to get full, Well, in case you were thinking. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I would agree
2: with you. That, that yeah. It doesn't sound good just thinking in my mind of uh, one of them pigeons on a spigot over an open fire. But Once then again, you've you you got to w-
1: imagine chicken. you got to imagine chicken, <laughs> chicken like a plucked like- chicken. Like a chicken doesn't look good with feathers and a beak and clucking and running around with claws, you know. But – Obviously, it's a tasty thing when you pull away all that stuff and you and you and you get to the good stuff, which is the meat. I wonder if the the like
2: you know cave cave dudes, you know they grab a chicken and just yeah. eat it as is. You know, what I mean, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I would think yeah. That just I can't imagine that. That would just ugh, all those feathers. H- hence,
1: hence why they came up with fire. Yeah, true fire (laughs) and fire makes everything taste better and (laughs) chick-fil-a yeah i'm not about it that is true chick-fil-a popeyes i mean we can go down the line of of chicken joints that uh that make you make you think about being a carnivore
2: (laughs) now what's what's really what really impressed me was you know i was reading about these rock pigeons right they they have incredible flying skills that actually keep them safe trained pigeons have been clocked at 97 miles per hour. Think about that. 97 mi- a trained pigeon. Now, a couch potato pigeon might only cruise at 15 to 35. You know, he's eating a lot of chips and stuff like that. Probably New York City-style pigeons. You know, they're eating kind of grubbification yeah. that's not really healthy.
1: Well and, and also the rock pigeon is usually, you know, I thought the name rock pigeon was because people would be throwing rocks at it to get away. <laughs> so you got to be fast and nimble to oh, dodge yeah. a rock. There you go. You know? <laughs> well, 97
2: miles an hour. You can you can really turn it on there. That's pretty good.
1: Yeah, and, and then turn it on to get right back. Because, I mean, those pigeons, like, I saw the referee at one point was trying to, like, shoo it away. Right. It flew up in the stands, and it was like, oh, no, no, I'm not here. No, don't follow me. <laughs> and, like, all the fans were praying it will get pooped on. Oh, and yeah. then he goes right back to the same exact spot as soon as the referee turns his back. No kidding. <laughs> it was hilarious. Unbelievable.
2: Uh-huh. Well, how about this? Homing pigeons were used during World War One to carry secret military messages. How about that? You know, you think we got privacy yeah. issues now with, uh, you know, with texting and, and Instagram and whatever, gram and Twitter, or whatever. I don't even know the stuff that happens. But think about, oh, the pigeon got, oh, somebody was waving a candy bar at the pigeon, the carrier pigeon. You got like, uh, I don't know, maybe the instructions for, you know, invading Normandy or something. <laughs> it's not a pigeon it's it's, it's been mislaid
1: <laughs> that, that, that's why that's why you make sure you feed him before you let him go wolf oh okay
2: you gotta, gotcha. feed,
1: you, gotta, you gotta you gotta feed him before you let him go and make sure he's not a traitorous pigeon you know <laughs> I think that's why they got rid of ravens remember you know all medieval times always talking about, Send the raven here take a raven because <laughs> the Ravens are opportunistic they'll sell your secrets for the right for the right mouse you know Yes, exactly.
2: Well, here's another thing, an interesting factoid. Homing pigeons can fly 500 miles in a day. That's pretty good. Now, they wow. can even find their way home from over 1,000 miles away. That, to me, i you know what? I get lost in my neighborhood at times. I've been living there for I don't know how many years. You know, I mean, these and, guys. And,
1: and, and to think, when people, you know, make the comment, you're a bird brain, you should take it as a compliment, you know? <laughs> you're
2: a pigeon brain.
1: P- yeah, pigeon brain. Hey, listen, I listen. I drop me off a thousand miles away. I'll find my way home. <laughs> tell you that much. I might not know how to survive along the way, but I'll get home. <laughs> well, they,
2: here's the other thing too. The last thing we'll talk about with the with the rock pigeons, they are sensitive to changes in pressure. They can even tell the difference. And I don't know how you would even begin to go about measuring this, but they can even tell the difference between the pressure from the floor to the ceiling. I mean, are you kidding me? Pressure? I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, like atmospheric pressure.
1: Oh, atmospheric pressure. Oh, right. wow.
2: I mean, I they would make great quarterbacks, right? You could feel pressure coming. you talk about a samurai sixth sense. Huh. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean that that would be awesome. I mean, yeah, I guess atmosphere. Yeah, because every ten feet is an atmosphere, correct?
2: Correct. Something like that.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I, okay, I I could see that. You know, they weigh nine to thirteen ounces, so you know whether you feel, you know, heavier or lighter, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Did you I'm am see- nine at the ceiling. I'm about 14 and a half on the ground, guys. There you go. Feeling a little heavy. I need to get I need to get up. I want to feel better about myself. <laughs> I don't have that distance from the floor to the top of my head. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: not quite the same. Hits, there. Hence why you don't like stairs. Okay, yeah. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
2: All right. Well, welcome everybody. The locker room is now open, and one of the things I wanted to talk about in this first segment, besides rock pigeons and the fact that a, a, a and I still I, I think this is wild. A, a, a trained pigeon can fly has been clocked at 97 miles an hour. I mean, come on, that's 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 I, ho- hoofing or winging it.
1: Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. I was about to say, there's no hoofs there. Yeah, I mean, you, <laughs> right, clawing it, but uh, yeah, right? definitely winging it is a better option. Uh, but I mean, my my impressive thing. I know you. I know you like the '97, but the thousand miles away. Yeah, I mean that's true. Talk 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 about memory and focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that's that's pretty awesome. But mm-hmm. you're right. But this is this is what we talk about in the locker room, Wolf. Yep. This is the type of cra- guaranteed somebody from either Tampa Bay or Pittsburgh walked in there. Man, did y'all see all them pigeons yesterday?
2: Yep. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> guaranteed, somebody talked about what we're talking about right now. And you guys just got smarter on rock pigeons everyone. You're welcome. This is this Thank, is this is what we know, right? <laughs> exactly. Thank you Professor Wolf. Thank you. There we go.
2: Now, I'm going to give you another clip. Uh, uh Wes, would you please roll the clip please of Devin Bush.
3: Two-point conversion in a two-point game. Brady in the gun. Running back to his left. He's back. Fires over the middle. Broken up at the goal line. Devin Bush in front of Chris Godwin. And the two-pointer is denied. And the lead is still two.
2: Now think about this, Max. One of the greatest plays thus far in this season Devin Bush comes off of you know you got crossing routes he comes off a one catch point to make a play at another catch point on the Chris Godwin knocking the ball away but the inside linebackers you talk about taking some heat they have you know over the course of the season last season but they've combined for over 18 well 18 tackles 13 solo between Miles Jack uh, Spillane and Bush and you, you're talking about According to um, Pro Football Focus, they didn't even miss a tackle on Sunday. Uh, that's pretty impressive work.
1: No, I mean, it, it, it's, pr- it's pretty awesome what they were able to do and what they were able to accomplish. And, I mean, like you said, and I think also the other reason why, in a lot of situations, gang tackling, right? Right. Guys swarming to the football, them being the first ones to put the hit on the guy and the other guys playing safety valve in case or finishing them off as they're going down to the ground like that's that's the hustle that this linebacking core, I thought distributed you know, displayed and they they distributed all around the field. I mean, because, you know, you have Robert Spillane dropping into coverage like like we talked about last right. night, right? Top, dropping into a Tampa two, but <clears throat> also Devin Bush playing man to man on the back out the backfield. Miles Jack taking out their back or tight end off the ball. Uh, they they were sticking to their pass pass keys and then in run keys, reacting downhill, hitting guys, making sure they put a body on a body. Or if a guy missed a tackle, they came and they cleaned up the tackle. Like it was just it was great team footballs. watching the defensive film um, early this morning, and it was just one of those things. You just like okay, this is what this defense can be. Or this is what this defense has evolved to. Because obviously it was a lot more four down than we're right. used to no base at all running running a, a true like four four two nickel um and a couple of times obviously a, a four three look but it was just it was great to see these guys adapt to the philosophies and it'll be great once obviously you have tj back and you get to more base stuff then it gets even more more creative because imagine you could put D- tj in a lot of those four down situations now that they've kind of adapted to it um that can make them even more deadly.
2: You know, it was so interesting the way they used Robert Spillane. You know what I mean? And, and then I just read this morning Mike confirmed it talking about the fact it was like uh, a pseudo-nickelback, uh, a uh, pseudo-Minka uh, doing some of that stuff that Minka does in and around the box. And, you know, kudos to Spillane. Uh, he got a hand on a ball that tipped away what would have been a touchdown pass. Uh, we had uh, – who else? Uh we got Miles, uh, Jack, did Miles too. Jack did too, and then Devin Bush had the two pointer. So you've got all three guys contributed heavily in the pass. You know the pass uh, protection, not pass protection, pass coverage. Past, Thank, past yeah, I got on the wrong side of the ball there. You know how it goes. But you know the, all three guys. I, I, I think you know it's kind of really a coming of age for um, Robert Spillane. You know, I've I, I've always thought he was decent. In past coverage, a lot of people just kind of gave him a lot of grief about it. And I think, you know, you had to put him in specific situations that were beneficial to him. You know, it's not like you could just yeah. turn him loose with anybody. You know, the, the, the based on his ability to maintain leverage on, on a receiver, I thought he did it, you know, he, he all along he's done a decent job. And the fact is, I think he's gotten better at it, and hopefully – all of them have, and what a big play by Devin Bush! That was just—I hope that you know—success begets success. I hope that's success that he's begetting.
1: Yeah, well, he 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 begetting it right now. You know, <laughs> I mean, he, I mean, it was a tremendous job, like you said, like Spillane, carry. You know, I mean, even even going in motion and running some man stuff with the tight end, right? Um Running man underneath and and sticking with the guys and not letting them get yak. I thought that was a big thing. Uh, on Sunday was they did not allow a lot of yak. Like guys would get catches and receptions, but they wouldn't. They wouldn't Gonna make it down the field. Catch. They, yep. they yeah they tackled the catches, didn't let guys slip them, and they were they were really really good about it. The only time that was like glaring to me was the Leonard Fournette screen. Yeah, that was only that was yep. the only time for that touchdown where you saw some guys get missed. But for the most part, I mean, they were on top of it, keeping guys in front of them and not getting beat deep.
2: You know, as these guys continue to grow, it's interesting to watch that stack 4-3. You know what I mean? Because really, it's Spillane, it really was a stack 4-3, but it's Spillane as is that nickel, pseudo uh, safety, what have you, that sort of thing. Um, but to watch them, I got to tell you, I you know what? Devin Bush looks to me like he's getting off the blocks much better than he has been now it ain't it ain't always spectacular but at least we're seeing some what I think is some steady progress in being able to disengage and get to the point of attack and be able to do so with a bang
1: yeah no it, 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 that's what it is right it, it's it's not staying blocked right whipping True. the blocks yes and also anticipating who's coming to block you, right? That's the other part of it. Right. We are talking about that sixth sense, right? Knowing who's going to block you on a given play and knowing what you need to do to get off said block. Like, that's one, then two. And then, of course, ID the football, key the football. Where's the football at?
2: And, you know, they, they did that to the tune. And what I thought was great, 2.9 yards, uh, average carry. I mean, Leonard Fournette, uh, White, you know, whoever, anybody carrying the ball. They they were able to hold them under three uh, as an average there. And what a great job. You know, now, if they can bottle this thing and move forward, you know, that's going to be the interesting thing to me. Because you know how it is. You have that reference point. You look back and go, I've been here before, or we've been here before in this situation. And that's how we reacted. We're capable. And once you know that, it becomes that sort of foundational experience that propels you onto some further great things down the line because it's all a growing thing. Each and every year, you learn those lessons as you move along through the season. That's why the season is always different each and every year because, number one, it's got different people. You know, And then different circumstances arise, and different players are on the rise or are on the fall. So if these things all happen, and it's a, con- a continuous sort of growing together type of thing. And I'm just – I look at this – I wonder if we're going to look back in, I don't know, a month, two months, and say that was the turning point.
1: Well, and, and I think that's exactly what I was trying to get to last night, Wolf, with Missy um when she posed that question is this just a win I can't remember last is this night something bigger <laughs> than that that that's okay that's okay hey hey you woke up I woke, you woke up. up yes that's I'm thankful part. for that's that that's good part there we go so technically you did have a last night and now you have it today so that's, that's all right. we're gonna focus on Wolf, okay. okay let's keep it there but I but I'll be there for your memory reference point <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah exactly I I Hey, as much as you're the face of my future, I'm the face of your past. Okay, just remember that. <laughs> That's what I used to be like when I had a brain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Listen, li- li- listen. you know, you, you I don't know if you were as handsome as me, but, you know, close enough. You know, I mean, we're, you, Hans- I mean, you didn't have, did me, have a great picture.
2: All I can tell you is me and handsome were never used in the same uh, sentence. So, sorry. <laughs> that settles it.
1: Yeah. You know, li- hey, hey, hey li- listen, listen. But you still got the job done, right? You got beautiful kids. You got got a great wife. Amen. I mean, hey, that's all that matters. Amen, brother. That's all that matters. You betcha. But um, but I but back to the point about you know Missy had asked this. That that's what I would say. I was like, this is just a win until you prove me otherwise, right? Right. Show me that you win. because now, like you were saying earlier, Wolf, a precedent has been set before Sunday. Right. You're on a four game losing streak. You can't win a game without T.J. Watt being in the lineup. So there was no reference point for anybody on that defense, new or old, to actually draw from. Think about that. They had never done it when, he, when 90 wasn't out there. So now that the precedent is set that you can do it, now it's what do you do with that knowledge? What do you do with this tape, this hot tape, right? Mm-hmm. Because all tape that's a victory is hot tape. means we did a lot more good than we did bad. What are you going to do to get better? What are you going to do to make this singular victory a trend, right? Uh, and then make that trend a habit and make that habit a standard. And that we're at that starting point to see if that's going to carry through or not.
2: I think Mike talks about that as stacking wins is what I've, I've heard him oh, say I- before.
1: Yep, and, and nobody stacks them better than the, than the Tomlin. But you know what we're about to do? We're about to stack up this break. <laughs> that
0: was very good. And then, Way to
1: go. Way to go, man. It's a small timing. victory. It's a small morning. victory. Small yeah. victory. Trying to make this a trend, Wolf. Trying to make it a trend. You <laughs> know, trying to stack them I together. I got one victory. <laughs> Try, trying to stack them together. I'm going to stack these breaks together. But for the first stack, you know what I'm going to stack it with? What are we going to stack it with? I'm going to stack it with. You know what? You can go talk to your Alexa speaker. You can say, "You know what, Alexa? I want to hear SNR radio on iHeart." You know what I'm saying? I want to hear. I want to hear it through 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 whatever funky type of amalgamation of speakers that you come from. Whether it's an alarm clock style, whether it's a little Echo Dot thing, or just or just the ball the ball speaker. I saw that one. That one looks cool. I was watching looking at Prime Day sales. Um, but you could do all of that from Alexa, and she'll handle the rest. So, you can get all of our podcast lineups and all of our show lineups right there on Alexa. She knows what she's doing. So, trust her and obviously, trust the empire that is Amazon. But when we come back, well, <laughs> we're going to continue to talk about just kind of some, of some of the. Upon further review, I think. How, you think that's a good preface? I upon like that. further review yeah. from, from the game tapes that we've watched and we've settled in. And obviously, the 24 hour grace period, the 24 hour celebratory period morning period, however you want to call it, you get 24 hours from when that game ended to, to 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 get it out your system and to get ready for the next team. But for us, we get an extra 24 because our show comes on in the morning after, so it's like a 36-hour window for us. <laughs> We're special. But when we come back, more Upon Further Review here on SN- – here on In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on SNR and ESPN Radio.
0: in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
3: He's back. Throws the ball over the middle. Incomplete. Broken up inside the 10 by Trey Norwood on Chris Godwin. And the field goal
1: unit is on for the Buccaneers. All right, Wolf. That was, of course, one of the many plays made by the secondary, and the matchup against the the goat one. The, that being t- Tom Brady, TB12, uh, you know everybody's fav- favorite goat, except for in Pittsburgh. Um, for the I prefer Billy the Goat, you know, I prefer <laughs> Billy Goat. Yes, but uh, but the, the importance of that clip, just talking about Trey Norwood, right? Stepping in for Minka. And working alongside Terrell Edmonds, James Pierre, Quincy Wilson, Elijah Riley, and a bunch of other guys you probably don't know the names of that are probably back on practice squad this week. Um, exactly. But just doing a tremendous job. I mean, now I remember the one play, um, it was probably, I want to say, second quarter. Um, and, and it was a, a crossing route right across the middle. And James Pierre just just slapped. It. I think it was a two minute drill for uh, Tampa Bay, um, and he just comes across the middle and just slaps the ball down. Yeah, and then does does a little shaking sound. Like <laughs> like those were just moments where they came up big. Where I don't know if I would have believed that was possible a week ago, right, Wolf? Right, I mean, right. After everything that went wrong in Buffalo, I would have been like, man, get out of here. I don't believe you. Um, they came, they batted it down you know, or prevented Tom Brady from, from completing, what, he I think he went what, 40 passes, he threw 25, so 15 of those passes didn't even make it to their receivers' hands because of the secondary and the linebacking core and company. And I just want to throw some smoke on them. They, they, they did a great they, – they played a fantastic game. Um, anytime you can limit a team to under 20 points, that's a win, right? That means defense did their job and then offense did their job by scoring more points than the defense was giving up. And it was just, it was great to watch. I mean, James Pierre, you know, had had a great game. Um, Trey Norwood, Terrell Edmonds, obviously, blew it out the water. He was the tackles, glue, brother.
2: Right? He was the glue. I mean, that's he what kept that everywhere. back end. Yes, yeah.
1: He was, and he was, but and the thing was, I loved. He was patient and over communicative, right? Pre snap. He's making sure he's telling everybody where to go in the secondary. Oh, he and was a chatty Cathy, bud. <laughs> exactly. And we don't see that normally because Mika's that guy, right? Right. But it was a great job to see that Terrell has those same characteristics. It's just, hey, that ain't my position today, right? Three-nine is on top of it. I'm backing whatever his play is. And you saw that kind of transpire. And But when he needed to step up, he did. so. Great job, and kudos to him.
2: You know, that's the biggest thing about it, is being able to communicate that back end, thinking of the fact that you've got the goat on the other side of the ball. I mean, great googly moogly. You're talking about the greatest of all time, and there you are with guys that literally just were getting called up from the practice squad, right? I mean, and, and then yeah. for for Terrell Austin and Brian Flores to put together a a game plan using a group of guys that, that really – had no business being out there, really, but showed they're, they're worthy. They showed, not, yeah, that next man up does work. You know what I mean? We hear that over and over. The standard is the standard, next man up. And sometimes you fall short of it. It's the human part of it. That's what we are, right? But you got three yeah. guys there, in Quincy Wilson, Josh Jackson, Elijah Riley, that basically – Um, you you sit there and go, they got no business being out there. Well, they showed, yeah, I am a pro. Yeah, I can put in quality performance. And yeah, give me another chance and I'll show you I can do it again. I love the fact that, and one of the things I've always loved about the team sport of football is when an opportunity comes for a guy and he grasps it, when he's able to take hold of it and run with that baby, and suddenly you get this guy coming out of nowhere that you go, where did that happen? How would that happen? The guy failed at another place, maybe two other places, and yet he finds a landing spot in Pittsburgh, given the opportunity, and he grasps that opportunity and makes it happen. And that's one of the beautiful things about football, the spirit of the man who battles and keeps battling and doesn't quit and never gives in.
1: Well, and I think you put it best, man. They were walking out there with, with hello, my name is name tag. Right. (laughs) Right, right. by game day you know what i'm saying like hey 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 three seven <laughs> my, name, my name is elijah it says it right here right above their, on the their, front, on the back of the jersey yeah above and, and says, on the back oh, my name is you could even you could even call me by my last name that's printed here in bright gold you know stitched letters <laughs> uh but i'm i'm not i'm not my number i mean my number is a part of it that's only for accounting purposes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But think about but, this. Yeah.
2: Take a look. Josh Jackson, a week ago, or two weeks ago in Buffalo, right? He's up there, and he gets beat by Shakir very narrowly. I mean, he's he's there at the spot, and, and at the catch point, he just wasn't able to dislodge the ball, okay? But you know what? He comes back a week later and makes some plays, and he was in, in the majority of time. He had a coverage on Mike Evans, did a pretty good job. Mike Evans had, what, 42 yards, four catches? I mean, that was pretty dead gum good.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, and and that's the thing I think that, you know, it's all about timing, right? It's timing, rhythm, getting things down. And a week ago, he knew where to go. He just physically couldn't get there, right? He didn't have the mental reps to understand it because he had just literally got thrown into the lineup, right? Right. So, you know, I think that was kind of one of the cool things to see from week one to week two, the progression and the growth. Because that's what you always wonder, you know, is it as bad as the first one? You know, once is an accident, twice is a habit, right? Right. So the fact that you saw him really pick it up in the second week, um, I thought I thought was a great sign that, hey, okay, with more reps, this kid gets better. Right? He he he's understanding what his responsibility is. And I thought that was something that was really that was really cool to see that progression and made some big plays. He did he didn't allow for the big play to happen. And, in fact, he was one of the reasons why there weren't big plays. You know, and and that was just a totality of just the defensive squad as a a whole. Like, guys just being in place. I mean, we talked about, you know, the linebackers having pass deflections, right? Yes. A category normally reserved for the secondary. Mm -hmm. But you have Robert Spillane carrying a tight end off the ball and running a seam route and knocking it away. You have Miles Jack dropping into the slot of a zone and literally going up like a like 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 a like a, uh, like, a high, like a basketball tip drill at the beginning of a game, you know, Center right. court. I mean, went up at high point of the ball and knocked it out of the way from another seam route by the tight end, right? Like they they just they did things to really neutralize and play good collective football as a unit, and I thought that was awesome to see because, like you said, <clears throat> you knew the secondary was 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 in a pinch, right? You got a lot of new faces back there. And you don't know what their skill set is because you haven't ha- spent the time with them. Like you know what Minka can do. You know what Cam Sutton can do. You even know what a Kelly Witherspoon can do. But you didn't know what Elijah Riley could do. You didn't know what Quincy Jackson Quincy right. Jackson could do. You didn't even know what Quincy Wilson could do. So the fact that you had all that cooperative cooperation and cooperative um you know play was just tremendous to see that. And you realize this team is good and talented, even when it's not their first string. Like there's guys who can step up and play big. There's guys who, just given the opportunity, they can be, they can become more than what you think they are. And that and that was a beautiful thing to see come to fruition.
2: Again, it's about the young men grasping the opportunity that's presented to them, because you know as well as I do, you don't catch on. You know the, those opportunities diminish rather quickly. You know, I go back to my own starting point when in the second year up in training camp when the great Sam Davis got hurt, and so I had been drafted the year before basically because Sam was at that point, I think he was 13 years, 12, let's see, 12 years in the league. You know, I mean, he's... That's that's a lot back from the dark ages of football when you had the pads on three times a week and double sessions and everything else. That, you know, there was not a lot of longevity back then in in, in essence for uh, offensive linemen, although we had some stellar guys there that uh, that proved that wrong. But the fact is, that, you know, you you get that opportunity and, and somebody's hurt and all of a sudden, boom, it's like, okay, it's right in front of you. What are you going to do with it? That opportunity is presented to you. If you don't run with this, if you don't take hold of it, um, it may never come around again, you know? And that's that's that. a significant moment for a ball player to consider when he's presented with that opportunity because, again, it is, you know, the NFL is not for long. That's what it means. And that's, well, <laughs> that's essentially and, what it is.
1: And like you said, it's a proving ground every Sunday mm-hmm. for everyone. Right. And... You now have this tape forever because of what you did, right? Yes. Like, like you could carry this with you. It's your walking, talking resume. It's what you put on film. It's how people view you. And when you put on this film, you see the guy across from him. You like, wait a second, Hall of Famer, Goat, right? Tom, t- Tom Brady could not get the best of you. Mm, something special about that person. Yeah. That person made a play, and, and think you know, and I and I know we were are we focused on the secondary in this segment, but Isaiah Loudermilk. Can I just point out oh, a play yeah. for you, Wolf? Yeah, they ran a counter GT to the route to okay. the right. Isaiah Loudermilk in the four, in the four three look is playing the defensive end position. He comes off the edge. He takes both the guard and tackle that are coming on the counter and blows them up. And Fournette can't even bounce because Cam Hayward has cross faced on the center blocking back on him.
2: Right, correct. And, I mean. But
1: Isaiah Loudermilk. Allowed for that to happen and for his teammates to come in and play, and the kid did not get moved. I'm gonna say Samson did not get moved. There in you that go. Moment.
2: You know, it's he kind of it up
1: a- or wrong-shouldered it.
2: Oh yeah, but you know, when you have a guy like that, it'll stack it up at the point of attack. You're able to hold your ground. You, in in essence, if you're really smart about it, you trap the you become the trapper. You you move inside. You try to initiate the contact, but at least you hold your ground and you can stack it up like. I don't know. a Couple car pile up going in fourth pit tunnels. You know, you, you you slam the guard, and he comes to a halt. Then the tackle slams into the guard. Then the back slams into the tackle, and all of a sudden you got this big, huge pile up. You know, it works. Um, that takes a special sort of somebody to be able to hold the point when you have, you know, roughly six, seven hundred pounds of meat running at you. Yeah, uh,
1: hey, a lot, a lot of surface pressure. Mm-hmm. A lot of surface pressure. Well, that's all that is. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> No doubt. And and, 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 and I, I just think there's so many little moments when you watch the film that I know they don't show up on tape all the time. But man, oh, man, you're just like, dude, these dudes were rocking it. Yes. These dudes were absolutely kicking butt and taking names. And it was really fun to watch them work the way that they worked and i loved it and i was like you know what this is this is exactly what we what we needed from this team at the right moment because like you said you're already on a four game losing streak you don't want to go down five no. you know oh. cuz then cuz then a lot of a lot of those thoughts start to creep in your head yep a lot of questioning self doubt yep you know and, and this was that right moment you needed you needed a lifeline and you got the lifeline with a stellar performance and now you hope that creates a snowball just as losing creates a snowball winning can do the same thing and can cure a lot of ills and like you said you know this is an opportunity for these guys where you you had a chance and you seized it you seized it. you didn't waste this opportunity and I thought that was that was tremendous
2: well you know what we better take this opportunity to go to break and because when we come back Ooh, i'm gonna i'm that. gonna I'm gonna share with you a guy got fined. And do guys jump in to help pay the fine? I don't know, but I can tell you oh. about a per- personal experience, and
1: we'll t- we'll tell you about that when we come back. What else we got,
2: Max? Oh, I
1: mean, you know, on top of that, today is what day of the week is it, Wolf?
2: Today is Tomlin
1: Tuesday. Tomlin Tuesday, but it's also Steelers Weekend Review oh. Tuesday with Wesley Euler. Gone, I
2: blew it. You can't pitch to Johnny. I blew I'm it. Johnny.
1: I'm and in that's agony. why we're pitching it to you, Johnny, because you're the most unlikely of heroes. That's right. <laughs> Listen to Wes Euler. The, the, hey, talk about hot tape dropping. This is hot tape dropping. Content galore talking about this game that we're talking about, Tampa Bay, and also previewing Miami. And the Dolphins and going down there to whatever the name of their stadium is because I still don't know because it's Tuesday. Um, but I will know by Sunday. Uh, <laughs> they could change and, uh, it twice over by Sunday. They could. They could. Somebody could literally cut a check and they'll change their mind. Um, but, you know, go go on all of our SNR. You can find it on Steelers mobile app. You can find it on iHeartRadio. You can find it everywhere else where po- podcasts are, are being distributed. Go and listen to it. I promise you, you will not be denied. Johnny is cooking on the <laughs> podcast this week, especially after a victory. So please make sure you go subscribe, like, and listen to Wesley Johnny Euler. We'll be back in a moment. You're in the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on SNR and ESPN Radio.
0: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers
3: gets the snap waits, flushed out of the pocket starts to run and he's going to run to the 20 to the 15 oh and take a hit on a slide and there's no flag and now we've got a scrum going and markers everywhere we got a full-blown pier sixer DeMar Hamlin made the late hit on a sliding Kenny Pickett and James Daniels went out of control. And he's near the Buffalo bench, which is enemy territory. It was not a good place to be. Well, I didn't see a flag on the initial hit, and there should have been one. There's no question. Well, we'll see if they get it sorted out. There's a bunch of flags on the field.
2: Yeah, they, everybody who had a flag threw one. Well, indeed, we remember that moment when DeMar Hamlin put a hit on his former pit teammate, Kenny Pickett, right? But James Daniels came over, and you know he got fined uh, ten thousand six hundred nine bucks for taking care of business at that point. And Max, one of the funny things about it was uh, there was a question out there. I just I I love Bob uh, Labriola's asked and answered. You know. And yeah. one of the, the the question was if other players were so inclined, could they offer to defray the cost for Daniels by giving a small donation for his fine behind closed doors? Now I will tell you this: there was a situation years ago in Cleveland where our, my our dearly departed brother Tun Chilkin, started a little scrum, a pure sixer, just like Billy was describing, and of course we had to get in on it. And I, you know, it's just duty we watch each other's backs you know that max so you go yeah. in and you get involved in this thing and then you have these conversations shall we call it at the bottom of a pile uh it, which isn't really a conversation but uh, we'll leave it at that because I'm not sure I'm not confessing to anything cuz I'm not sure what the statute of limitations has run out on this baby but you know things happen and so as we were getting pulled apart and the official was looking to throw some players out. He got mixed up, and he threw poor Ray Snell out when it was Tunch and myself that got involved here with some other guys. And poor Ray Snell, who was just helping people off the pile, got thrown out. And it cost him a 1500 I think. So... Just using my experience, and the next day, all the way back from Cleveland on the bus, Ray was lamenting the fact that he was gonna it was gonna cost him fifteen hundred bucks, which back in the day that was that was a lot of money back then. Fifteen hundred, it still is a lot of money to me today, but fifteen hundred bucks. And so the next day was when uh, I took up a, a donation because. As, as, it, as uh, Patrick Flynn from Oakdale was saying, if other players were so inclined, could they offer to defray the cost for Dan, by, for Daniels by giving a small donation for his fine behind closed doors? So I did exactly that, Patrick. And what I did was I put in about 75 cents in a Dixie cup. And I went up to, went up to Ray and said, felt really bad about you doing, you getting get, – get, hey, we got 75 cents. for taking up a collection to help defray your costs. So, yeah, it can happen.
1: I am, uh, I am, I am stunned at my generosity. I mean, yeah, your, your your generosity knows no bounds, Wolf. Um, that was the nicest thing ever that I've ever heard done by a gentleman. No, I'm absolutely lying. Are you serious? I mean, come on. Especially if you know you're guilty. I mean, oh. like like James Daniels. This is a different story, right? He went in there knowing full and well that when you that when you start throwing bows in the club, you might get kicked out. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like yours, you you. Just I was simply, in a pile up, man. Wrong place, wrong time. Right. I mean, and even though you knew it, when they describe when they were describing the penalty, you're like, "Hmm, sounds like something I would have done." <laughs> oh, that's right, I did do that. Oh, they called him. Woo. All right. Again, Dr. I admit to nothing. I admit to nothing. <laughs> listen, listen, the statute of limitation ended when they went from tape. To digital. Okay, Wolf, so you're good. We'd have to go to NFL Films to even find it anyways. You know, and deep in the archives, like like Steve Sable's the only person that knows where that is, and he's gone. Okay. Indeed. Like Indeed. Yeah. But you know but, that's the um, way it is. You know that that is that is I, nobody feels bad for you. He's like, hey, <laughs> you got caught. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly the point. You know, nobody comes along
2: to really defray your costs. You're not. It's not something no. you worry about. You write it off. You know, it's a tax deduction. But the yeah. you know the whole yeah. thing is, um, you know, guys back then it was it, it there wasn't that much money. You know, fifteen hundred is compared to yeah. almost eleven thousand. There's a little bit of a difference there.
1: There is, and also the salaries are a little bit different. So when you <laughs> see it, you're just like, "How much you make again?" All right, you good, <laughs> you good. Oh man, hey, that's just what. Hey, what, one less trip. Hey, you took a trip to the opposite sideline. It's not. As, it's not as fun as going to Paris or going to Greece <laughs> or somewhere because that's what it cost you right there. <laughs> right now, I wanna... hope your girl's happy with, uh, <laughs> with 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 going to the orchard or to the Poconos instead. <laughs> 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 We're down a little bit. we got to
2: take, take <laughs> yeah. up a collection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, let me ask you this. Demonte Casey, all right, remember, the veteran safety, yeah. the guy that had a strong camp going, hurt his wrist, and then he got uh, uh, got uh, fined three games or suspended three games for um, substance uh, uh, peds or something, right? So that's about yeah. to be up. So he's got – it's going to be interesting to see if um, the Steelers open a 21-day window practice window for this guy um he looked so good in camp and they were playing some of that three safety stuff uh he especially now would it not be fortuitous to be able to bring a guy back like that
1: i mean it would be tremendous because you're talking about adding different dimensions to the defense right they're learning this one thing you add that in that people haven't seen since preseason and probably haven't even thought about because they're like oh that's just a vanilla preseason look. And you hit him with that, especially with a younger quarterback or inexperienced quarterback, problems. You hear me, Wolf? Yeah. Problems. Yes. Problems it can create because DeMonte Casey is, is 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 an explosion waiting to happen when he's on the field. He's a tough guy, man.
2: I mean, oh, remember? he is tough. Yeah.
1: Oh God. Remember him and Galvin Austin going at it without yeah. pads on. Yeah, absolutely. So so I, I and I'm here for it. I am, absolutely, because he was my other one outside of Jalen Warren. It was Demonte KZ. That was that was my defensive guy. Mm-hmm. And so, if you can get him back and you can get him up to speed, and get him in shape, um, that would be a tremendous asset to add to your team. Especially when we're talking about being right here in the middle of the season, right? You're always looking for catalyst. You're always looking for uplifting. That would be a perfect guy to insert into that because I think he fits in well, especially with this crew.
2: No doubt in my mind. You know, when you work that quarters group, when you got the the Minka, you got Terrell, and you got uh, Demonte Casey in there. That's a that's a nice run stuff and sort of outfit that you have. You know, it's kind of like the three inside linebackers with a with a you know with a different twist. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it, it because it just. You don't know which one is is the is the off guy and which one's the on guy, right? Yep. I mean, that's what it presents. Like you, like think about this: uh, if you could run a guy in motion, you're trying to. Oh, I'm trying to see what this defense is doing. Right. And Correct. it's literally all they're doing is trading off, but yet it still remains man. Right. They just switch responsibility. Yep. You I mean, those that, that just mess Oh man, that just me- that just messes with an offense, especially with a quarterback, right? Because you're thinking his zone because he didn't run across with him. Yes. You're like, oh, man, this tight end is going to be wide open, right? Or this H-back that's moving him, he's going to be wide open. It's like, nope, still running man because Demonte, Minka, Terrell, they could all do it and they all know what each other's responsibility is when, when it flips formation strength. That's, that's, when you, that's when you're at your best, when you can do that, when it can still be man and you guys just flip-flop responsibilities.
2: No question and about it. You don't it.
1: have to run and switch and do all this stuff and worry about getting out and leverage, you know. Because so I was talking about this last night, um, Wolf. And this is more so from the college perspective. Okay. Um, so Tennessee beat Alabama right Saturday, right? Um, huge college football game, and you know the conversation. By came, the way, you
2: have, know, you to yeah. have you talked to Raghu? Have you talked to Raghu since that that happened?
1: I, I can't talk to him. I can't because he's going to he's gonna be absolutely just <laughs> – We're talking about Ramon Foster,
2: the yes, former former yes. O- offensive guard, num- a fellow 73 guy, you know, in the – Yeah, in, there you you go. Know, the, the, the 73. But you know he's a Rocky Top guy, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, do I know he's a Tennessee volunteer. <laughs> Listen, the bets we used to have in the locker room – You know, everybody had – had had locker. Did you ever engage in friendly wagers? Um, yeah, but it was always back, over back food, year? you know. Well, see, our, ours was garments. You had to, So if you if it was a rivalry game or a matchup against your team, loser outside of maybe a small monetary donation to the other, <laughs> um, you had to wear the garment. Oh, on the really? Trip. On the away trip, yes. Oh. So. Ramon has had to don more than one Gator polo in his time as my teammate
2: oh, I see. over the
1: years, but boy, oh boy, wh- the year that he finally got a victory, man, I did not hear the end of it. and <laughs> I can't even imagine the fact that this team's a top four team. You just took out Alabama. You've taken out Alabama and Florida in the same year, and you have a possibility of taking out Georgia, too. Um yeah, I, I can't even call Ramon because he's gonna he's 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 I'm not gonna hear the end of it. I'm not gonna hear the end of it. So I'm not even gonna open that can of worms because I already know what it is. I don't have I don't have any worm corralling abilities because I have no legs to stand on. So I will not engage Ramon until he engages with me in conversation. But um, but the reason why I'm referencing that Tennessee Alabama game is because. You know, we had a conversation about how do you defend Tennessee, right? Because it looks a lot like the Art Browse run and shoot. And, you you know, you got guys spread out really wide, so it forces your defense to declare Mm -hmm. what they're going to do. You know, so you got guys lined up outside the numbers and twin stacks on both sides. You can't hide anything because you got two guys over there. You got another two on the other side. You got your safety spread out, middle of the field, even though you would consider it closed, right? With two safeties deep, right. they're so far outside the hashes that it's open. And then you run a guy in motion, and if they're playing zone, it's a huge bump over. And Tennessee can throw a short jet jet pass to the guy that's in motion. Because right. he's already out leveraged and outflanked the other guy. Mm-hmm. And so we're saying that who could defend them in today's we you know, we got to Ohio State just purely based off their athletes. But we were saying, what if you put a Cincinnati team from last year that had all of those great corners, Sauce, Gardner, Kobe, Bryant, and company? Mm. Like, those guys wouldn't be playing man. They would just bump responsibilities because they're just as good. So you don't have to travel with the number one receiver in that moment because you got a bunch of really good number one DBs. So that would be the frustration. That's what you could potentially neutralize to a team like that. So – That's what I feel like when we say the three safety look and we're talking about the little things because the NFL game plays more compact, right? I mean, yes, you'll get into your five wides, but for base intensive purposes, they're going to play within the construct of hashes and playing more so to the numbers, not really outside the numbers. Unless you got, you know, a bunch of guys lined up to one side, but then it's, it's over tilted. So. When you have DeMonte Casey, when you have Minka Fitzpatrick, when you have Terrell Edmonds, you have that in the middle to where you don't have to give anything away to the quarterback pre-snap if you don't want to because the guys are that smart, that athletic, that they can do that type of job, and that's when it, that's when you surprise offenses and that's when turnovers happen. And I would love to see that kind of implemented once we do get them back, once you do get a healthy Minka and, of course, Levi Wallace, Akella Witherspoon, and Cam Sutton. Yes. But it, it would be something that would be really cool to see, because I think they have they have the skills and they have the personnel with that whole group of that whole ensemble to actually make that happen. So that so a long story to get to a short point <laughs> is that it, it creates confusion at the end of the day. And I think that's what I was trying to get to. But you know what I'm going to try and get to right now? We're
2: not confused.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's a commercial break. There you go. It's nice and easy. Hey, anytime you get time off to forage is always a good time. Now, Wolf, I know you don't have as many options as I do, <laughs> um, but I'm about to go have some blueberries. Mm. I love blueberries in the morning. All right. So, but, but while we do step around, I do want to point to the fact that we do have another show that's also dropping today, and that would be the godfather of Pittsburgh sports. That's right. Stan Saverin comes at you twice a week. Count it one, two times a week. And the first one's today. Tuesday. So please go and subscribe wherever you want to subscribe to. I'm not going to tell you where to go, but I can give you some directions. There's the Steelers mobile app. There's also the good old iHeartRadio app. And there's also wherever else you want to do it. You know, I I, t- I tend to do, you know, more so on, on, on Apple Plus or, you know, on the Apple Podcasts or I go to Spotify or you go to SoundCloud, depending on where's distribution. But we're worldwide. We distribute everywhere, baby. We we If you need it, we got it. And, we, and if you need to find it, we'll make sure it gets found with all of our S&R lineup. But the godfather of Pittsburgh sports dropping today along with pitch to Johnny himself, Wesley Euler, um, with the Steelers Week in Review. But we're going to step aside from the locker room and come back with some more after this commercial break.